With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Ospo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a nice little Monday five game, a little bit more of a balanced schedule this week. Uh, a few cancellations, so balanced schedule for now, I guess, knock on wood. And we'll see where we're at uh, as each day uh, comes along. I'm joined by Josh Harris today, inventor, creator of the Josh stack. Josh Harris, how's it going, man? I mean, I don't think I invented it, but I certainly patented it. But, you know, I had a pretty good night last night. Not as good as uh, you, but it was a great night uh, stacking Edmonton power play. I made the mistake of uh, putting Pugliarvi on there instead of Neil, and Pugliarvi went with a nice goose egg donut, so it cost me a good amount of money. Yeah, hard to get a zero. Um in a game where your team scored eight goals, your line mate has five points. Uh, but yeah, weird stuff happens. So that actually like that ownership, um, like in the $40 and even like the $10, I think it was $10 last night, the big MME, like McDavid and Dreisler were like 40 and 50%. Uh, I think looking back on that, I don't think I, I wouldn't have played as much Edmonton one. I think I was like closer to the field. I thought I was going to be a little bit, uh, like right around where they were at, and I was I was under. Um, so yeah, th- that ownership was wild. You know, um, you know what it was though, like when when Drysidel and Ryan Nugent Hopkins are around the same price, Drysidel is usually like double the ownership of yeah. Nugent Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins had you know the three point game. He had the five shot bonus too. So yeah, I mean, it's just like. How do you make an Edmonton lineup without at least a couple of McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins? Like, just their power play, they were four for four at one point last night. And, like, it, the Sens finally got a kill after, like, late second period when they called the dogs off. And um, they still, I mean, they're sweating a little bit, I guess, at the end. Three goal lead in that game really isn't safe. Uh, but Stuart Skinner is. Uh, 
the guy who got the win. So I had a decent lineup going with him and somehow uh, had a Faraby one-off. Like it was, it was pretty much a luck box. Yeah. 0.9% Faraby one-off hat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And like, if you had Faraby and JVR, which a lot of people didn't, I don't think they were, um, I think JVR was expected in the top line. Um, And then, Every team in that second part of the slate, like, so there were two 5 p.m. Eastern games and then two 7 p.m. Eastern games. So it's two hours after lock. Uh, a bunch of your players already locked, played a bunch of lineups. And then every single team had changes in that uh, second round of games. So it was really weird. Um, I mean, I think a lot of lineups just didn't have the correct combos because it was nearly impossible to swap in time. And FanDuel's lock was right at seven Eastern too. So I was trying to do that. And yeah, so I ended up with a couple of Farabies and uh, James Neal, double dong, PP2 double dong. Uh, pretty lucky all the way around. But uh, yeah, it was a good night for us and some people in the Slack. What's that? News has been crazy the past few nights. It's like NBA. You got to be, you got to be like locked by your computer during these, these warm-up skates because there's been changes in almost every game the past few slates. Yeah, it feels like even more. Like the first week or so, it seemed like everything was pretty calm. And then recently, I agree. Like it's just been there. There hasn't been like one like lock at seven Eastern with a bunch of games where nothing's happened. Like you basically, it's going to be the same thing tonight. Four of the five games are at seven, and then the last game's at eight. So it's kind of like a turbo slate, and it's not like twelve games, but like four games with news. You're still going to have to scramble if you're one fifty max. Good part about that, though, is if you're making a bunch of lineups, FC is going to be moving pretty quick. So should be able to get your crunches in in, you know, 10 minutes, I would think, at most, depending on how many lineups you're trying to get out there. But a lot of options on this slate. What do you think about this one tonight? Excited to play? Yeah, I I actually do really like this slate. I think so the Golden Knights and Sharks game got canceled off this slate. And I feel like Vegas would have been pretty heavy chalk on the slate, so it opens up more ownership options. Um, I think, you know, the, there are two games that I want to key in on that we'll talk about, obviously, but um, I, I do like a lot of options. There's, there's a lot of ways you can go tonight. Yeah, tons of options. Um, Eric Hoffman in YouTube chat just gave us $25 super chat. I think he's gotten, yeah, three straight showdown takedowns. It says... Going for a fourth straight day of a showdown takedown. Thanks for all the info, fellas. Appreciate that. He's a regular in Slack. Uh, very good player and has carved out a niche in showdown, just printing money over there these last few days. If you find something you're good at, it, stick with it. That's what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, hockey's already niche enough. And then showdown, where, like, the prizes aren't huge, they're not going to attract a lot of the top players, I don't think. Like, I, I never see, like, Alex, for example, or, you know, any of these other top players that you think of when you think of, like, the best DFS players in these showdowns. So if you can grind that out, uh, you can make some serious money if you're good at it. So don't be afraid to play those late slates. I don't play enough late slates, I think. I'm always, like, trying to swap on my main slate lineups. But Also, I'm completely, completely dead. By the time the late slate rolls around, I probably don't play it just because I, I need to pay attention to what's going on in my lineup. And, like, the tournaments already for hockey like are pretty scarce. They've been okay this year. They've been better, I'll say that, uh, especially on DraftKings, but even on FanDuel. But they don't pay attention at all to the late slate, I don't think. It's just, like, the same, 
you know, ten thousand dollar prize pool with two K to first on DraftKings. So if you play those, if it's in within your bankroll, I think you do it. Um, Alex says if you're going to play, uh, if you're trying to reach your goal quicker, just play more slates and uh, give yourself a chance to uh, to win more slates. So, um, oh, another thing. So all your guys' likes and subscriptions, more importantly, subscriptions to the YouTube channel and uh, subscriptions to the site um, have helped us get to 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we surpassed that yesterday uh, on the NBA Live Before Lock show. So thanks for all of that. I'm sure a bunch of you are already subscribed, but if you are not, now it's the road to 100,000. First 50K is the toughest. So we'll try to get to 100,000 here pretty soon. If you guys could, please hit the subscribe button. Helps us continue to offer some free content like this. Um, oh, real quick as well, off the bat, Nightbot hooking me up free premium content today, NBA ownership projections, and then uh, NHL rankings. If you guys want to go try those out, see some of Osmo's top plays on the rankings. And then NBA is coming on right after this. So we'll get out of here a few minutes early so those guys can take over. Uh, I think it's a relatively big slate as well. Penguins and the Rangers, 3.2 implied total for both sides. DeSmith, Chesterkin uh, expected to go, although we've got some questions on the Rangers side we were talking about before this. Uh, again, pretty much a dead, even uh, game here. 3.2 implied total on both sides. Uh, could be Kako on the second line with Stroman Panarin. Not exactly sure how that's going to go. We think we've got confirmation on the top line for the Rangers, Banjet, Buchnevich, Lafreniere. Um, and then on the Penguin side, seeing some healthy ownership over there. You're also seeing some healthy ownership on the Rangers, top line specifically. So uh, where is your heart uh, on this game? Because it's it's really interesting looking at ownership projections. Yeah, so just a couple of housekeeping notes on this game. Well, Tang is out, so it moves Min Price, John Marino to power play one for the Penguins. Um, and then Colin Blackwell, who was on the Rangers' second line with Stroma Panarin, he left the last game injured, and Kako took over at the start there, but Kreider did see a lot of time there with Panarin and Strom. I know Dan Quinn is speaking at 530. Um, I would be a bit surprised if he gave out his lines. would probably have to be uh, around for warm-ups, obviously, but the only one that's really confirmed is that top line. Also, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D insurrection, whatever you want to call him, not in the lineup, got waived. Um, Jack Johnson's still out, which is nice, but the, but the third pair is now uh, Brandon Smith and Anthony Bieto. So that's just miserable. But getting to the DFS side of this game now. Um, so I was looking at the ownership projections, and the first thing that I noticed was the highest, the highest owned player on the whole slate on our first round of ownership projections is Mika Zabatajan. And the last game the Rangers played against the Penguins, which was, I think, a couple days ago, either uh, Saturday, Friday, some, whenever it was, it all blends together. Um, the Rangers did, for the most part, hard match Mika, the, the Zabanajan line against the Crosby line. So for me, um, that's a big no for me. I, I That takes my interest in the Rangers top line down a lot um, at five on five. 
But, I mean, from the Rangers side, if you want a power play stack, I think this is a decent opportunity to power play stack. The the Penguins are without Latang. They're starting Casey DeSmith in net. Uh, but from five on five, I think for me, the Rangers' second line is where I want to go against or who I want to use. Uh, you got Strom, Panarin. They don't correlate on the power play anymore. But if you do see in warm-ups that Chris Kreider gets moved up to that line, he's only 4,000 and on power play one. You can, I th- going against the Malcolm line, I think that's where I want to be for the Rangers. And on the Pittsburgh side, I think this is a, a good spot for the Crosby line. The Mika Zibanejan line isn't, you know, great defensively. Mika Zibanejan's a good two-way center, but Alexis uh, Lafreniere is eight, nine games into his NHL career, so he's still a prospect. Paul Buchnevich is coming to his own for sure, but this uh, he's not the best defensive or def- best defensive winger. So for me, Pittsburgh won for sure. They're all fully correlated on the power play. Now you don't have to add in Latang, who's usually around 6,000. You can get the discount with John Marino at 2,500 power play one, playing probably over 20 minutes for sure tonight. Yeah, he played 26 minutes, I think, last game is what I saw. And I clicked on his uh, player page on FC. Um, so, yeah, he, he's going to play a bunch of power play. I still think like he might be one of the more interesting parts of this game because we're showing 15% ownership for defensemen. Um, that's pretty high, especially if you're that cheap. Usually guys don't get that popular. But I think everybody knows um, you can play a, a min-price guy uh, with pit one or your pit power play stack. And so what I'm going to do probably with Marino is just make a rule that if I play him, I'm going to play Pittsburgh. Otherwise I'm just going to go somewhere else at one fifteenth of the ownership with another min price guy and um, use those guys as one off. Uh, K Andre Miller, another guy that you could go to at a third of the ownership um, as a pivot off of Marino. Um, so a couple of min price guys on the blue line that I think are, are solid options. Uh, we just got an ownership update. So I'm refreshing everything in my sheet and not, I mean, on FanDuel, I guess these guys are really popular too, but Pittsburgh went up a little bit. Uh, Rangers went down a little bit in the ownership that I'm seeing still Mika over 20%. So it's going to be popular on both sides. Um, I guess it's it's really important to watch line rushes for this game. Um, if you're considering playing the Rangers uh, and just swap to the correct lines, like that's the best advice I've got here is just like make sure you're playing the correct lines or power play stack the Rangers because they've switched up their lines a ton uh, in the early part of the season trying to find something that works. Don't necessarily want guys that are going to spend the entire game against Crosby, especially when they're popular in Zibanejad. So I'm looking to go under on the Rangers, unless something... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Really weird happens at warmups. And then I'm going to be around the field on pit one. But like that ownership, there there are a bunch of good options tonight. And, no, and so I get that 
they're like everyone's favorite, but um, I don't think I'm going to be going crazy on pit one here. Anything else in this game? So your give took a maintenance day today, so it's probably going to be Igor and Net, but um, goalies in this game are kind of iffy. This is one of the higher totals, if not the highest total on the slate. Um, So, I mean, if you want to, you know, just correlate, if you're playing Rangers, you want to play Igor, that's fine. You're using Pittsburgh, you want to use Casey the Smith, that's fine. I think another, a couple other defensemen that interest me in this game, I think uh, Pierre uh, Olivier Joseph, He's 3,000 power play two for the Penguins. He's coming off a good game, so he might have some inflated ownership, but he is on that top pair. He's probably going to play over 20 minutes. And then on the Rangers side, if you don't want to pay up for Adam Fox, 6,000 power play one, uh, that's a little bit pricey, like 6,000 for that price. You really need like a three-point bonus there or some kind of other bonus, like five shots on goal, three block shots. But it makes sense if you're Rangers power play stacking. Uh, like you mentioned, Keandre Miller interests me. He's still minimum price. He still plays over 20 minutes. And also Jacob Truba, whatever you feel about him as a player is fine. Like you can not like him. I'm not a huge fan of him on the Rangers. Like I think that contract is bad, but 3,400 power play too, seeing 20 plus minutes, I think you can use him tonight as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is like a lot to like here from just a projection standpoint, but from an ownership standpoint, it's kind of just fairly owned, except I think I disagree with the Rangers being one of the more popular lines tonight and the top stack tool uh, doesn't really love them. So I'm feeling a little bit better about so, going under on the Rangers here. But if, if that make, if Mika's advantage is going to be 20% going against Crosby, I would be way under the field there. If I was making, so if I was like 20 maxing, I would definitely have a one or two lineups with like a Rangers power play stack with Miku Zibanejan in it. But like from a five on five perspective going against Crosby at 20%, I would want to be way under the field. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I like going to the Rangers second line a little bit better or just power play stacking. If you are going to play the chalk and hope to get a bunch of opportunities because Miku's a good player, uh, good price for him, but the matchup at five on five is just going to be really tough against Crosby and a Crosby line that has been really solid at five on five as basically his, he and his line mates always are. So uh, keep an eye out for ownership on this game and keep an eye out for lines on the Rangers side specifically, or we might get um, some notice about what they're going to do in about an hour and 15 minutes or so. I like the true call as well. 3,400 there. Let's go to Boston and Washington 3 point, uh, 3.0 implied total for the Bruins, 2.5 for the Caps. Halak and Vanacek are your expected goalies here. Um, one note, actually a couple notes on both sides. Uh, Backstrom and Wilson are back with Ovechkin. TJ Oshie still playing center, but he's going to center uh, Connor Sheary and Richard Ponick to start with. Verona down to the fourth line, but still practice with the top power play today uh-huh. uh yeah kind of a head scratcher there i would be surprised if he doesn't move up at some point but maybe they just don't like him um it seems like this has happened since he's been in the league where he just bounces up and down um there i once they get back lars eller right like he's gonna go back up at least to the third line but Anyways, for now, he's borderline unplayable at 4,700 outside of just a full uh, capped power play stack. And then Boston won 
our most under-owned line of the night. So coming in at just over 11% ownership on DK, uh, what do you think about this game here? Okay, so if Cliffy's watching, he's definitely popping some tums right now with the Verona news. Like, I know he loves Jacob Verona, but like fourth line Verona, that's just horrible. Like, he should at least be on the second line with Oshi and Ponick, but you know, I'm not the coach, and I hope the tums are working for you, Cliffy. But to the game. So, if without Lars Eller, that means um, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Wilson are going to be going up against the Bergeron line, and that favors the Bruins big time because Ovechkin's not a very good defensive player. Eller is their best defensive center. Backstrom's decent defensively, but with Ovechkin and Wilson on their wings, um, that's going to be advantage Bergeron. I mean, there, there's a pretty good sample on the Backstrom Ovechkin Wilson line defensively, and they have expected goals against a, you know, 2.3 to give up 10 high danger chances against per 60. So, I mean, and the Bruins arguably when they're together, Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak, they're arguably the best line in the NHL. So at, at their price, what they're over 23,000 tonight. Right. So like, I know like if you're, if you're a, you know, 150 lineup guy, even a 20 lineup guy, a line that expensive kind of gets lost a bit because there's not many, you know, like $11,000 lines that you want to put with them. But this is an incredibly good matchup for them. I think if the ownership is low on them, I would want to be over the field. Now, going down into the secondary lines, I think, you know, you can, I'm kind of off Washington's second line. If you want to use uh, Oshi in like a power play stack, like a, a Backstrom, Ovechkin, Oshi, Carlson, I think you can do that. But um, the second line doesn't really interest me too much. I mean, the line is what, like 11 1. 11-2 together. It, it, it's not like a, a line that I'm, I'm needing to get into lineups, even if I'm going 20 lineups or more. Uh, I do like this second line uh, line for Boston, Krejci, Smith, and Richie. Uh, Richie's on power play one, Craig Smith, power play two, Krejci, also power play two. So you get a bit of power play two correlation there. Um, I think uh, it's not a primary target for me, but if you're MMEing, I think as a secondary target, you can definitely do that. And then... Uh, who is their the power play two quarterback is what Jacob Zaboral. He's only 2,600. So I think that's a nice pair with them. And then defenseman Carlson, I think, you know, as even as a one-off, he's one of my favorite plays. Yeah. I, I think I'm in agreement with a lot of what you had to say. So the, the problem with Boston one, as it always is, especially on a short slate, like you don't have these, these second lines anywhere that are going to be at like, two three percent ownership outside of maybe washington because that's not a second line that's great um and i i don't love the game stack especially with connor sheary and richard panic and oshi not playing a position he's used to playing so um there's just like you're gonna have to get really deep into some third lines and probably not fourth lines but i'm finding enough third lines that i think are reasonable plays to pair with boston one or like some power play stacks or something like that uh, and going like Bergeron, Pasternak, Pasternak, Marchand or something, um, some two man combo of those two that I'm, I'm getting to uh, over the field on Boston one, which I like uh, whenever you can get them at 10%, 11% ownership on a five game slate. I think they've got to be in the conversation for the top play overall. Uh, Backstrom, Ovi and Wilson, 
while they project pretty well for us uh, on a raw point basis, their matchup is going to be difficult. Uh, if they're going to see extended time against Boston one, do you, do you have them seeing time against Boston one here? I can't remember if you said that. Yeah, I would imagine they're going to be, I don't know if, you know, the Capitals fully hard match, but I would imagine most of the time that Boston's out there, they're going to see the Baxter line. Cause they've been throwing out the Dowd Haglin Hathaway line uh, against opposing top competition. Some I noticed when I was looking through today. Yeah. Um, I did notice that too. I, when I was running through, um, my stuff, I found that as well. And then I was looking at AD's line matching sheet, and he also he has the Backstrom line going up against the Bergeron. Pretty okay. much hard match. I mean, it, it seems like a spot where you probably don't want Dowd against. I mean, if one. it's if it's yeah. Dowd, like it's the same thing. I mean, it, it might actually be worse. But yeah, so I mean, it's just a, another tough five on five match. Like we were talking about, what's advantage at uh, Backstrom, Ovi, and Wilson. Uh, not the strongest line at five on five um, in their time in limited time this season, they've been really poor at five on five, but that's like 20 minutes. So that's like a game and a half for them. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, they're not terrible, but I was getting to a lot of them. I think I'm going to manually just pull that back. Uh, I don't feel comfortable being over on like the full Washington one stack. Um but again, if it's Ovechkin, so if you want to power play stack the caps with their two and a half implied total, by all means, I'm going to allow for some of that, but I don't think I'm actually going to end up getting to it once I make my final cuts on my lineups. Yeah, I mean, like, Ovech- there's always that danger of short slate Ovechkin. You know, he gets like a goal and assist and like 12 mm-hmm. shots on goal and just like kills it at 30%. But I don't think he's going to be 30%, but the. You can you can have like a mini of like Ovechkin Carlson something like that. It's expensive if you find some like lines in the mid range that you like, just because of the power play. But five on five, you know, this isn't this is there are better days to attack that than going against Bergeron. Yeah, I'm looking at my. I actually did get to a couple full Washington power play stacks, and maybe you just hope this game shoots out and they get a win here and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you've got some leverage against the field on Boston one if they don't go completely nuts. Vanacek is fourth line Vrana hat trick. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm actually man. He's he's at like no ownership and he's 4700. So he actually moves up, right? I would think so, but they seem like they hate him again. So <laughs> who knows? It's hard to tell what these coaches are going to do, uh, especially now when the beats can't even report the lines. Uh, half the time. So, um, McAvoy forty nine hundred. He's he's a guy that I might have in some one offs, but I really prefer to play him in Boston one stacks uh, as much as possible. But he's not really a guy that takes a ton of shots. He does block shots, but uh, he's going to play a bunch at Boston one uh, with Boston one. So he correlates to them uh, at five on five and the power play. And then Carlson at 6,200. There's a decent amount of expensive defensemen that I'm interested in tonight. Carlson is right now, let's see, one, two. He's third for me. So I'm fine one-offing him. Although I like what you said about the Carlson Ovi uh, two-man there. That's a pretty good two-man. Seems like they, they could hook up for a power play goal in pretty much any matchup. Anything else here? I mean – 
Goalies, it's, it's kind of tough with goalies tonight. So, uh, you know, if I'm using Boston, I think I'll use Halak. Um, Vanacek could be a leverage play, but it doesn't seem like Boston's going to be getting a lot of ownership. So I'd probably just stick to using him if I'm, you know, going capitals. I mean, I, I, goalies tonight, I think is just, it's, it's, unless there's something you really love, like a Markstrom or something like that coming off a big shutout against the Canadians, but like, if there's a goal you really like, go for it. But I think for me tonight, it's going to be a correlation in that. Music to my ears. You know, I love me some correlation with as many lines as I can. Um, then I, then I can't tilt goalie as much. So just root for the stack to go off and hope your goalie doesn't give up five. Uh, but even if he does give up five, I guess yeah, things can really- still work out. You just got to find the, the scrub on the third line who gets the hat trick. You're running, oh, I didn't realize running out of house here. For not winning, you know. Yeah, Faraby, uh he's twenty. Is that right? Yeah, he's young. I feel like he's been in the league for a couple years. No, I think he, I don't know if he was a considered a rookie last year, but he okay. was up for them last year. All right, maybe it just seems like a long time ago because it's pre-COVID, and you know things were things were a lot different uh, when I first started playing him uh, a little bit. So I was like eighteen when COVID started. Now I'm like getting AARP stuff in the mail. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, All right, let's go to the Preds and the Lightning. 2.5 implied total for the Preds, 3.2 for the Lightning. Yusuf Saros and Andre Vasilevsky, your probable starters here. Uh, Less probable for the Predators. They've switched off a little bit between Saros and Rene. Uh, Not sure who they're going to go with here, but 7 p.m. game. So we will know before lock, which is nice. Um, So these two teams just played a couple nights ago. Cliffy and I both like... Uh, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Liked Tampa 1, and uh, they didn't do a whole lot. Hedman was solid. Uh, I think they got a goal or two, but they weren't really correlated goals for Tampa 1. So a little bit disappointing last time out. Um, I'm looking to go back to them as much as possible. Uh where are they ranking for you, this Tampa 1 stack? Yeah, they're up there for me because if you look at uh, the matching, how they did that last game, the point line saw a bunch of the second line, and um, that's beneficial to Tampa Bay 1. I think, obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that the National Predators' best line is the Johansson forsberg Arvidsson line. So not that, you know, at this point, they've been playing bad this season, uh, I don't know what it is. Could could be any factor, really. But, like, point going against them, it wouldn't scare me away. But point going against the Duchesne, Granlin, Cous- Nick Cousins, power play two, Nick Cousins line, um, really uh, is putting me on Tampa 1 here. They saw their ownership uh, last game, they were under 5%. I don't think you'll get them under 5% again. But this is still a great spot for them. Um, they are a bit pricey kind of like Boston one, but like with Boston one, they're three great players and you don't really want to leave one off if you can help it. 
this is a situation where I think you can get a little bit different. Like if you don't want 5,100 Palat and you want a power play stack, I think you can go point Stamkos Kalorn, which will save you a thousand dollars. If you need the savings with Hedman, something like that. But I think, you know, um, even the second line is in a good matchup tonight. I like, you know, they don't really pop for me normally. Um, but they're in a good spot. Even the third line, they're probably going to see a decent amount of uh, that Johansson line. So it gives me a bit of pause going in there, but they're so cheap. Like they're what? 62. They're 8,800 as a line. So if like you're going with like a Boston one, I think the Tampa Bay three is a spot where you can go. Uh, And at 8,800, if they get like one goal, a full line goal and they get a couple block shots and here and there, like they're going to hit their value for sure. And then on the Nashville side, uh, the predators top line, as much as I don't want to play them, their price continues to drop. So I think in MME, I think because they're fully correlated, it's not the best matchup for sure, but like it's, it's kind of like a FOMO situation, like at that price and they'll probably have a depressed ownership. So I think you can go there uh, in as a secondary option in MME. You know, off the top of your head, I just thought of this right now as you were saying, Nashville won. Do you know off the top of their, your head where they ended up at on Saturday? I'm trying to go back into my contest and look. Uh, it might just be quicker to go to FC uh, Pro lineup study and, and figure this out. Um, but I know we had them projected for like 6 or 7% ownership, and it was an 11-game slate. And I just want to see if we were close on that. Because not to the extrapolate slates, but... Yeah. 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 I know. I know you didn't play. I didn't play much of them either, but um, we had a pretty high projected ownership. And yeah, but I know that it, I mean, I just looking at the prices, their prices have dropped since the last game. So I think their ownership may get bumped up a bit just from a price and power play one perspective. Yeah. Cause Johansson, love- Johansson for as little as he does, he's still 3,600. Arvidsson's under 5,000 and Forsberg's only 5,200. So I mean, like, that's that's a spot where it's like if they get two goals, like they may end up on the optimal lineup. It's a bad matchup. Oh man, uh, yeah, it's just an ownership thing, and like Tampa is such a bad spot to go in. They're not such a bad spot, but they're not a very good spot. It's it's um, weird with like Tampa though because like they won the cup and they're like, oh wow, there's some powerhouse, but like they're not great defensively. And their goaltending has been spotty at times, like even though Vasilevsky has been very good. I mean, like they can give like I wouldn't be surprised to see it like like I don't think it's gonna be like a six three game, but it wouldn't shock me to see like seven, eight goals in this game. Yeah. Uh all right. Well, I don't know what I'm gonna do with Nashville one. I'm I'm gonna check their projection again and see if they need to come down and projection or something maybe that'll make their ownership go down a little bit but yeah uh they weren't they were like four or five percent total i'm looking at from a couple nights ago that was an 11 game slate so i think you know we're still going to be close here if we're overshooting it a little bit and they're eight percent or seven percent yeah i still think that's kind of too high yeah um i mean if i was if i was doing 20 lineups and they're projected at 10 percent I'd either go with them in one lineup or three. Like I wouldn't be a little bit under, a little bit over. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be at the field with them. Okay, 
I think, I think I'm right there with you. I'm probably like, I'm going to have pretty much every top line and probably most second lines on this slate in my 150, but I'm not looking to target them and the higher, like the, the smaller entry max stuff, the $40 or whatever, the 333 or anything like that. So um, they're okay for a filler line. I just worry that I'm going to get um, good projected lineups with Nashville one, but ones that are pretty heavily duped. It's a five game slate. I'm really keyed in on ownership. I want to be as close as possible when I'm projecting this kind of stuff. Um, and so 8%, 9%, whatever it is, uh, seems a little bit too high for me. And I just, I kind of hate the spot for Nashville all the way around. I, I can't stand playing them outside of their defenseman, Yossi and Ellis. Uh, if you want to play Fabro at 2,700, that's fine. But the thing, um, another thing with Nashville is like, you want to play them at home in a matchup that benefits them. Like on the well, road. They couldn't even get there against Chicago. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they've been bad this season, but like on the road against the team that won the Stanley cup is just regardless of how, how like how possible it is for to score on Tampa. It's just, it's just not a good spot. Yeah. 2.5 implied total. Although I, I said, it's fine to stack the caps with a 2.5 implied total. So kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. Yeah. Um, I love the third line for Tampa. I'm right there with you. Uh, Coleman specifically, 3,100. Uh, Coleman, Yanni Gord, two-man. Uh, the, the full line I think is very good. Um, this is how I'm going to get extra exposure to like a Boston one or some of these expensive or power play dare, stacks. Dare say, dare say it, the Josh stack. You know, you can go plot, point, Stamkos, Coleman, Gord and Hedman. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I might mix in some Josh stacks tonight. It, it's short enough slate where I think it's. I did it the other night. It, it ended up being pretty successful. I think, you know, now, now anyway, like it's kind of evolved into the power play stack. Not that it was yeah. my idea, but like, there are players way smarter than me or like, why would you go six when you can power play stack the team? But I mean, like if you need the six, like if you need like a 2,600 Barclay Goudreau to help the fit, obviously you put the six yeah. person in. Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea tonight. Uh, Hedman at seven K he's going to be on a bunch of my Tampa one lineups. Um, I, I'd like to get to more of him, but I'm only getting to about 20% of him right now. I'm getting to about 30% of Yossi, but we've yeah. got him projected highly. Uh, high, high ownership as well because you can fit him if you're not going to like a Boston one like just depressed price for Yossi he hasn't been that bad that I remember he's been pretty consistently solid um, so this is one of the lower prices we've seen on him in uh, a couple of years so I'm interested obviously and then Ellis as well 5100 uh, you can go with the double D stack Yossi and Ellis uh, Corsi favorite right there Matias Ekholm's price has dropped. He was like four thousand a few games ago. He's thirty one hundred now too. I think I'd rather find the four hundred for Ekholm than Fabro, if you're going to go down there. And then like on the Tampa side, like other than I mean, if you need like salary savings, like three thousand Eric Chernak is okay. I'd rather play him than Sergachev. Like Sergachev doesn't really. He seems like he's kind of power play dependent to me. So like I'd rather get the perifs from Chernak. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to play Sergachev for that power play too, that's cool too. Yeah, I like Cernak. Uh, saving a little bit of money, a little bit of money on um, 
on Sergachev because I was getting to a bunch of Sergachev, but a little bit cheaper, a little bit less owned. Obviously, doesn't get the second secondary power play time, but it's not really that important secondary power play time on a team like Tampa with such a stacked top unit. So I don't worry about PP two guys too much unless they're just good at getting perif- uh, peripherals. So uh, yeah, just really prefer the Tampa side. All, all three of the top lines uh, getting to about just 10% of Tampa one. So a little bit more Boston one. Uh, my exposures are really flat right now. I think some of these lines are going to um, work themselves out a little bit. Once I start limiting some of the lines, I don't want to play like the, the Washington ones and such like that. Uh, all right. Before we get to the next game again, we have free premium content going on today. NHL rankings. If you guys want to check those out, Nightbot has you hooked up in the YouTube chat. Uh, NBA ownership projections as well. That show coming on in about 20 minutes, the deeper dive, and then live before lock. Those guys do an awesome job. So if you're playing NBA, get free ownership projections today. Or you can join us, get all the tools on the site with uh, an Osmo Plus Platinum Weekly Membership, $29.95. You get everything. You get ownership projections, uh, premium Slack projections, the top stack tool, depending on what sport it is, boom bust. That's the NBA version of top stacks. Um, because you don't really stack in NBA unless you're just trying to game stack the, uh, the 3OT game. And if you can do that, you shouldn't be playing DFS anyways. So use the boom bust probability. Uh, if you're playing NBA, uh, use the ownership projections. Again, $29.95 for the Osmo Plus weekly pass. If you're just looking for N- uh, NHL, we've got a weekly NHL pass where it's just $11.95 per week. Get projections, ownership projections, the top stack tool, which we reference so often, the lineup builder, and then I think my favorite, um, maybe a little, I'm a little bit greedy or a little spoiled, but premium Slack, I think, is awesome for NHL. We built a really good community, so uh, come be part of it. DM me if you got any questions. My Twitter handle is right below me. All right. Vancouver, Montreal, 2.7 implied total for the Canucks, 3.4 for the Canadiens. Braden Holpe going for the Canucks. It must be a back-to-back for them. Uh, but anyways, Carey Price going for Montreal. $8,200 Carey Price. I Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. I, I wonder if we're going to be on the same side. I think we are. But uh, we'll find out. low ownership projections on a couple of these uh, Montreal lines. 3.4 implied total. That's the best on the night. So where are you at here? So these teams played what seemed like 35 times last week or two weeks ago in Vancouver, but now they're in Montreal. So it does change up the matchups a little bit. I would imagine the, the, the no line is going to see a lot of the Pedersen line. Um, from a five on five standpoint, that's obviously going to favor Montreal. There's not going to be many matchups going against Montreal one that, Montreal isn't going to be favored five on five. They're one of the best five on five lines in the NHL. That being said, if you looked at that series uh, last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, the biggest problem that Montreal had was staying out of the box. Like they were giving up power play goals left and right. Didn't matter if Carey Price was in, Jake Allen was in, Jake from State Farm was in. Like it didn't matter. There could be a brick wall in that. Like Vancouver was scoring on the power play. And I think. Um, I think this game heavily favors Montreal, but I think if you want, and I haven't, I haven't seen the new ownership on Vancouver side, but 
the Vancouver Canucks power play here, I, the top line is fully correlated. So this isn't a good matchup five and five at all. I've stated, I've said that already, but power play stacking the Canucks tonight is a interesting way to get a bit different. That being said, five on five, Montreal one, very interested in Montreal two. As long as Josh Anderson's in, I think he missed with practice with flu-like, flu-like symptoms, but didn't test positive for COVID. COVID. So he's, I think, questionable or probable for tonight. Um, well, he was with the team this morning skating. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, uh, I mean, uh, I should probably test him again just to make yeah. sure. But hopefully, hopefully that's another negative. Otherwise, we could <laughs> yeah. have another Dallas Stars situation on our hands. But, like, yeah, I do like that second line. And I also like that Montreal third line. Um, you know, Tyler Toffoli's still getting – he's almost 6,000, but, like, he's seeing power play minutes. Uh, Corey Perry is Corey Perry, but, like, he's actually been decent, like, in a small sample. So, Solid guy. Corey Perry. Yeah, Saul's boy, Corey Perry. But, yeah, so for me, if I was ranking this, um, I think I would want some action on – I'm a sucker for Montreal 1. Like, I I just love them 5-on-5. No one plays the no. He's 3,400. I put him in there and just hope he's the one who scores. Uh, I've been light on Montreal 2 this season, and it's been burning me. And it kind of feels like a situation where I don't want to get onto the bandwagon right now, but I, I still think they're a great play. And if you need a cheap filler, I think Montreal three is a good play too. And then on the 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 Vancouver side from a five v five perspective, I think if I was going to go to a line there, it'd be the second line: uh, Pearson, Horvat, Hoglander, and then you know the top line as a power play stack. Uh, I'd do that, but I would definitely want to do that with Quinn Hughes, and that's a bit pricey. So maybe ownership on them goes down a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to get Vancouver out of the way here. Yeah, brutal five-on-five five matchup. Montreal, like all their lines have been just crushing five-on-five. Five. I think they've played a couple of times against Ottawa, I want to say. Um, so maybe those, like we saw Ottawa last night against some real players, and like they just are terrible. So uh, I think Montreal's played Toronto, though, and that's a team that can definitely hold their own at five-on-five. Five. And so uh, I'm not that worried about the strength of schedule matchup for them. I think they're really awesome at five on five, all three lines. So I, I'm interested in all three Montreal lines, just quick going back to Vancouver. Um, if I'm stacking a full line on uh, even strength line uh, often, it would probably be the Horvat line. I still undecided about how much of them I actually want. Um, just, I think Montreal is going to run them over here. Uh, I thought Winnipeg was going to do something similar to Vancouver the other night. And it was the same thing. They had a high implied total. Uh, I was heavy on Winnipeg. They were popular. Um, and they just they did absolutely nothing. They scored one goal. So a um, little gun shy after that. But uh, I, I can't even, like, choose a favorite Montreal line, I think, especially when you factor in the ownership, like the top line getting some, second line not getting much, third line getting some. But, like, they're playing, like, the best – third line like they'd be a really good second line right now yeah. uh, it's only 40 minute sample for them but toffoli has been crushing and perry's been okay cook and has been solid as well so um yeah I, I just really love montreal they're my favorite team tonight the problem is just if i was building one lineup i i would end up on montreal i think but i have no clue who it would be um like which of their three lines or or whatever because um, 
I don't really love them as a power play stack either, which is weird, but they're just so split up on the power play that, and they play two units like Gallagher and Tatar on their second unit. Um, and then you've got on the, uh, the second line, Suzuki drew in on the top unit to Foley on the top unit, but, uh, yeah, two defensemen as well on the top unit. So Montreal tough team, but I just love the spot. So I'm just going to try to spray as many Montreal teams in the 150 maxes as I can. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep it under control. I'm not going to have like 70% Montreal, but um, I'm going to have a lot of them for sure. All all three of their lines, and then going back to Vancouver quick. Hughes plus Vancouver power play stack or. Maybe some of the Horvat line is how I'm playing them, but I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of them. I talked forever there. Anything else you got here? Um, just from a defenseman standpoint, if you're going to use that Montreal top line, I think you use Alexander Romanoff with them. His price has come down a bit at 4,300. He sees power play time with them. And if you're using Montreal too, they're on the – quote-unquote top power play with Toffoli and Weber and Petrie. I think I'd rather go Weber at 5,600 than Petrie at 6,100. And then on the, if you're going to use the third line, I think I'd use Romanoff with them as well because uh, Perry and Kokteniemi are both on the power play too. All right. Let's move it on to the final game of the night. Said Jets, three implied total for the Flames, 2.9 for the Jets. Markstrom coming off a huge shutout against Montreal. Uh, and then Hellebuck, 7,900. Both goalies expensive. This is the new thing DK is doing, I guess, where they're pricing the goalies appropriately. They're not relying as much on the win. Um, so you're not really getting cheap options here. I think both are in play. Uh, and certainly for correlation, uh, what, do you, what do you like in this one here? Okay. So I need to, need to break this down a little bit here because – they, the Winnipeg Jets split up their lines, right? So now it's Cop, Shifley, and Eller, uh, Ehlers, and then Wheeler, Stasny, Connor. Now, the past few games, there has been ownership on Winnipeg 2, Cop, Stasny, Ehlers. And I would imagine <laughs> most, if not all, of those people are not playing that line for Paul Stasny. Now, I think that's fair. Yeah. Now they have a legit center between them. So I think Hop Shifley Ewers is going to be a popular spot tonight. That being said, now Winnipeg 2, Wheeler, Stasny, Connor fully correlates on power play one. But I would imagine Stasny is going to go up against the Lindholm Kachuk line, which gives yeah. me pause. So, as much as I don't want to play 5,500 Andrew Kopp, maybe he's actually good, $5,500 good. I don't know. He doesn't even see power play time. I I'll, think, tell the audience what you were calling him in DMs the other day. Yeah. Earlier today. Yeah. Who's his comparison? Kopp. Uh, actually, it wasn't me. Corsi said he, he oh, was could, it Corsi? It was Corsi. He said he could be the next Brian Rust. <laughs> this year's Brian Rust. This yeah, where Brian it's like – man, his price comes way up and he's scoring all these goals. And then it's like, Oh, well maybe he's actually good, but I don't play, I don't play the penguins almost ever. So <laughs> didn't but, get to enjoy the rust run. 
Yeah, I might get to enjoy the cop run now. But so like the the Shifley line is going to go up against the the Monahan Gaudreau uh, Mangiopane line, Mangiopane bread, whatever it is. Cliffy made a really bad bread joke about it <laughs> earlier today. I had to take a a nap after that. But uh, if if the Shifley line is going to go against the Monahan line, I think I want some of that Shifley line with Cop and Ehlers. I haven't seen the new ownership on that yet but i would imagine winnipeg 2 is probably going to be a bit more popular just because they fully correlate but the matchup isn't as good so shifley for me um i think the stassing line going against the lindholm kachuk line i think it's an okay matchup for winnipeg just because they're fully correlated and powerpoint you want a powerpoint stack Mm -hmm. that's fine but from a five-on-five five perspective, I think I would want to go Kachuk, Lindholm, Dylan Duby, Dubay, however you say it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Rasmus Anderson's price has come down a bit. He's under 5000 now, which I think is manageable. So if you want a power play stack, if you want to stack the top line with the power play quarterback, I think that's okay as well. Yeah, I, this is like the most frustrating game for me. From a line matching perspective, we don't know how teams are really going to treat the – these two lines for Calgary when they're on the road, like some teams are going to probably match up against Lenoma Kachuk, like their best shutdown line against them. Some will go up against Monahan and Gaudreau. So I don't really have a ton of confidence as far as who sees who this is the first time these teams have played, right? This season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in Winnipeg, I believe, I, I think that's important too for this game being in Winnipeg because it, it allows Shifley to get away from the Lindholm Kachuk. Yeah. And it gets Stasny on the top comp. Yeah. I, I guess I'll sum it up like this. I don't have a huge preference. I think there's, there's positives for both of these lines at five on five or um, just to, to stack the three man forward combos, Shifley cop Ehlers. Um, maybe you get them a little bit less owned uh, as a full stack. And so I might lean to them a little bit, but you get only one guy on the top power play and it's Shifley. So it's not even like Connor or Wheeler, like the, the goal scorer guys um, that do most of the damage. So um, I'm in agreement with where ownership's at on the Jets side. And then I am also in agreement with you uh, on the Lindholm Kachuk, Dylan Dubay line. Um, I like them uh, at five on five here. So I'll be stacking up, leaving on Dubay. In a bunch of my lineups, I just tend to go wherever Kachuk goes. Uh, their ownership is in check. And then if you do leave on Dubé, you're getting a pretty low-owned stack uh, for a team that uh, has an implied total of around three. It's been hovering around three pretty much all day every time I've checked. So, yeah, I prefer them over the Monahan, uh, Monahan-Gaudreau and Mangiapani line. This game... So this is like the late night hammer, but I, I just hope this one stays pretty quiet or one one line just kind of dominates the scoring for one of these teams because this game is pretty uninteresting to me. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I have the, a wrong read on this. I, I hope this one – like I think the slate could be over before this game even starts. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of good spots in these 7 p.m. games. So what about defensemen? Morrissey, Pionk? Uh, man, Geo down to 5,400. Rasmus Anderson, 4,800. 
any of these guys you like? What about Logan Stanley? This guy's attempting like 20 shots per 60 minutes, but playing 12 minutes a game. So, you, you know, don't really – can't really go there. But Yeah, I as like a one-off, I don't really really like any of these defensemen. Josh Morrissey is a power player bust guy for me. Uh, Giordano, I guess, is an okay one-off, but like there's other people in his price range that I'd rather play. Uh, Neil Pionk is probably the guy I'd one-off for the Jets, but like – as one-off defenseman, I'd definitely look to the other games. Um, I think Jacob Markstrom coming off that shutout is going to be a popular goalie tonight. I just – like like you, I don't have a great feel on this game, and it feels like this is an important game just because the ownership on Winnipeg has been pretty high recently, and it just – I don't know if this is the best spot for it, especially I, I get like wanting to to stack the Sheffield line going against the Monaghan line, just because that line has been bad defensively, Mm -hmm. but like you don't get power play time. You don't get power play correlation. It's more expensive than cop Stastny Ehlers were last week. So like there's a lot of variables in this game. So I think one to three lineups, it's kind of hard to go like, yeah, this is the spot I want to lock in. MME, I think you obviously need some exposure to this game because this could this mm-hmm. could get loud or it could, you know, I'm leaning towards this could, could be like a pretty high scoring game. Yeah, I, it certainly could be. And this one could be the one that kills me. Like, I just, I don't really love anything in this game. I, I think it's okay. Whereas I feel a little bit better about some of these other games. Like, I think they've got a chance to be more one-sided. So. Like, on on paper, like the goalies in this game are good, but then like the Jets defensively five on five aren't great. The Jets penalty kill isn't great. The Flames depth isn't great defensively. So like the goalies are good, but like the defense isn't great. So yeah. Um, all right, we got to get out of here. So uh, if you guys want more thoughts, feel free to hit us up in the premium Slack. Uh, really quick, we have a uh, free week of Osmo Plus giveaway going on for the 50,000 YouTube subs that we hit yesterday. So all you have to do is reply to your favorite NBA player uh, with your favorite NBA player and Osmo host to this tweet that I'm going to link in YouTube chat. Uh, I don't know how long this giveaway is going on, so just do it now. And uh, hit the like on the way out. Hit the subscribe so you know when we go live. And uh, keep an eye out for those Rangers lines uh, prior to lock. Good luck tonight, everybody, and we will have another show tomorrow. Pretty good week of games that we've got tonight, uh, this week. So good luck.